0: Welcome to the Michigan BMX Podcast Show, Friday Night Live edition, coming to you live from the Kebco BMX studio in the busy metropolis of Heartland, Michigan. Tonight is Friday Night Live. I'm your host, Justin Tompkins, longtime BMXer and lover of all things BMX. Setting to my left, we have the wonderful, lovely Melissa taking care of us tonight. And hold on one second, I got... uh, I got some st- uh, feedback in the background, but uh, again, thanks for joining us. So next to me, Melissa, she's going to be handling all of our social media tonight. So you guys get in that chat and get your questions for Mike Caruth, the truth. He is joining us via the Holly Power Sports live video chat tonight. Uh, we appreciate him for joining us this evening. We also have Paul Remington hunkered down over in his Terrify bunker that's over in the big, bustling metropolis of Burton, Michigan. He's going to be hanging out with us this evening also, and all the way over on the west side of the state, none other than Charlie Salisbury is going to be on with us this evening too. And uh, we appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. And again, we got Mike, the truth, Carruth, it's a little different format. If this is your first time joining us on a Friday night edition show, uh, it's a little different. We kick back, and uh, we just kind of hang out here, uh, and uh, we welcome a guest on. And without any further ado, Mike Carruth. Hello. Hey guys, how's it going? Glad to be here. Man, I got to tell you, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, we know you jumped on before with Charlie, and I got to tell you, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it over here, and. We have an icon on our show. We've had legends, we've had movers and shakers, and we've got an icon coming to you this evening. So again, thank you for coming in and hanging out with us this evening. Hello, hey guys, how's it going? Right I'm glad to be here. Paul, mute your phone. I gotta tell you, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Give me one second, guys and gals. Uh, again, I guess you're gonna go here. Let me mute this guy right here. There we go. All right, sorry about that, you guys that are jumping in here. We are running, we're virtual, right? So we got everyone working from home, so <laughs> to speak, and, you know, right, they right. don't get a big paycheck. Happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can so. Oh, you can't hear me. Oh, hear hello. <laughs> See how he does that, people? He does me dirty like that. Yes. me turned down.
0: All right. So again, mm-hmm. Mike, thanks again for jumping in here with us uh i want to say we are getting our chat room filled up over here i'm looking uh over on melissa's camera there's quite a few people joining in so we'll get this conversation kicked off mike what is your bmx story
2: well so it it spans a few different uh eras or two eras in specific uh my my original bmx days started in 1979 um in the chicagoland area Uh, itasca bmx was uh My home track was one of the, you know, the biggest and best of the time, you know, uh, 100 moto local races, you know, all the cars had to turn their headlights uh, on the track to finish the race sometime. So uh, definitely it was it was definitely good times during a time when the Chicago area had 12 BMX tracks. And, uh, you know, it's certainly not like that anymore. But, um, you know, so I stayed with the with the sport, uh, both as a local racer, and then um, started writing uh, stories for Super BMX Magazine in 1981. And uh, from there, uh, you know, continued as a, as a freelancer contributor and uh, then started doing some freestyle stuff in 1984, 1985, and um, ran some freestyle competitions, um, some of the first in the area, actually. And so um, then just through doing a zine that uh, was called BMX Now um, back in 85, in um, I got uh, the attention of, uh, of a guy who I would known through just being on the infield shooting next to him, but not really known very well, but John Carr uh, of BMX Plus Magazine. And so when, um, when Magoo, Harold Macgruther, uh went to work at CW, it opened up a spot as associate editor for someone. And I got the call in July 1985. And hey, if you want the job, come on over. You, you have to be here within two weeks. The next deadline's coming up and uh, sure enough I was I was out there and uh, stayed with BMX Plus till 1988 and uh, then um, did some uh, advertising work started a, a small advertising agency had some clients like Redline and Tioga and um, uh, gosh a few others at Kuahara um, and uh, then um, kind of dipped out of BMX at that point and started a, a, a business that I ran for uh, 15 years or so and uh, then in 2008 I got back into BMX uh, through purchasing vintagebmx.com.
0: Ah, yes, guess. okay.
2: Yep, and so that same year, um, so I was a, you know, an avid member and poster on on vintage of that era, uh, and the opportunity came for me to actually buy the website, and so I did, and um, that was March 12th of 2008. So just like you know, 12 years ago, or, you know, a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, at this point, and um, and then BMXNews.com came available. Uh, Kevin O'Brien, who worked at the NBL, had the website at that time, and uh, he was he was moving on from BMX, moving back to Canada, and literally called me on a Sunday morning um, and said, you know, hey, I'm driving back from Ohio to Canada. I'm at in Rockford, at Rockford, Illinois, at a hotel, which is about an hour and a half from my house and he's like you know if you're because I had said to him at the NBL Grands that year in 2008 hey man if you ever are interested in maybe selling the website I'd love to talk to you about it well you know a month later he called and uh, and so it was I think it was either on my birthday or the day after the day before my birthday but for, as a really nice birthday present in 08 uh, bmxnews.com came into my life and uh, and it's you know been an awesome time ever since you know and that's that's I mean, there's a lot more to the story that brings us up to the current era and BMX Racing League, uh, you know, starting that with Donnie Robinson back in 2016. Um, the, the roots of that had started on vintage in 2009. And so a lot of these stories sort of interweave each other, but, uh, but that's, that's kind of the long and the short of it.
1: Wow.
0: So for those that are new, maybe haven't been around for a little while, uh, Vintage BMX. Uh, a little brief description of uh, what that is. So that
2: is a. It, it exists to this day. Not not in a, in the prime, um, you know, uh, condition that it once was. But we're going to get it back to its former glory at some point. Um, it, in 2008, it had started. I believe in 2001, um, Randy Schaffner uh, from Prime Racing Products, NorCal. Um, he he started a website called oldschoolbmx.com and then um, Bill Curtin came into it. And I'm not I'm not sure that the like I so, I don't want to get in trouble because these guys will definitely call me out. On this, but, <laughs> but 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 anyway, so Randy was there. Bill Curtin came into it. Other guys and and you know super helpful you know big time contributors um, came in. Um, you know Alex Kenlin and. Rick, uh, Rick Thomas and some of these, uh, the other guys, um, Hal Marshman. And so uh, that was the era of, you know, kind of when um, BMX collecting, old school collecting was kind of coming up in the, in the world. And so this website was there to sort of be the central town square of all that whole thing. And of course, a lot of the guys who were in, in the collecting world were getting back into BMX and, as racers and with their families. So there was a very, Hot and contentious, uh, you know, modern day racing forum that that was you know very, uh, you know, just super live and like like electricity twenty four seven, and a lot of you know people posting in all caps and saying you know let I'll drive seven hours to meet you behind the blah 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 theater you know bring your. You know, bring your balls, or excuse me if I if I shouldn't say that. But you know, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, so Chris
0: Chris uh, isn't here tonight, so he can't yell and scold at us if we say shit, damn, God, son of a whatever you're you're good we're good
2: <laughs> but so there would definitely be those challenges where people would be like you know i'm gonna leave the door open and you know if you've got if you've got the sack you come on in and you know we'll <laughs> we'll is. settle it like men or something it's like wow man this is crazy and so i walked into that um i had actually you know approached bill about uh, buying the website in you know into in like a couple months like a month maybe before i actually you know he actually said, okay. And we agreed on the terms. And then I drove out to Phoenix. It happened to be the weekend of the winter nationals, which was the perfect time to be in Phoenix and back right. on the scene, you know, back on the scene. So I had left, you know, I was associate editor of BMX plus. So I was, I had gone to all the races and, you know, I was doing a lot of traveling. Then I worked in advertising for the magazine and, uh, and also still did some editorial. Um, but, but what was so awesome about it, and this, this sticks with me to this day is that that day, you know, of the Winter Nationals, a show up on Friday or maybe it was Saturday. And and so so many people that I hadn't seen in 20 years were it was just instantly like nothing had been nothing had changed. Like everyone, you know, Clayton John and BA Anderson and all, who I didn't really know BA too well in the in the early days, but you know, I, I had some encounters with him in the mid in the midpoint. Like um, because I did also start a website called BMX.net in, two, in uh, 1997 and so I hit up a couple of races the Winter Nationals being one of them then and um, and then uh, South Park but the, the the industry technology really wasn't quite there yet to, to have a website that did would do what I wanted it to do which is to post instantaneous race coverage um, digital cameras weren't quite there yet so anyway the whole thing about the Winter Nationals was so awesome because so many of the people that I hadn't seen in so many years were, you know, like I said, it was just like, just like turning a page. It was it just picked up right where it left off. And so that was, that meant a lot really to be that, to be welcomed back like that from all the people who, you know, who I knew in the, in the old days.
0: Wow. Did you, did you yourself do any racing?
2: Yeah. So I was never very good at it, but, um, I did race from, It's all right.
3: Um, we're, most yeah. of us
1: here, we're not really <laughs> that good. That's a- Reclining.
0: So
2: I raced from 79 uh, when I started, and then I raced up until um, on and off to like 85, 84, late late 84, early 85, and then when I moved to California, you know, um, all of a sudden I had all these test bikes, and we had we did bike tests, you know, every every week pretty much. So you know, I could get whatever bike I wanted at that time.
3: So I started <laughs> nice. racing.
2: Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I started <laughs> racing again, and um, I mean, and I raced. Um, I raced cruiser in the when when cruisers first came out uh, a little bit and I and actually made the main event at the Jag World Championships I got last but I still made the main there Uh, I think it was 1980 I'm not sure I'd have to look but uh, I think my mom still has the trophy somewhere (laughs) Um, but uh, but so I raced raced cruiser and then when I came back uh, in the in the uh, California era I raced 20 inch again and there's actually some YouTube video up there of me racing 20-inch uh, at like Farnham Raceway, which is in Ventura, California. That was my local track. Um, Scott Town and myself uh, were roomies back at the time. And so we'd go racing and, um, and also at the Orange Y. And they had a full gate of pros on Wednesday night, you know, back then. I mean, it was like Tommy Brackens and, you know, Todd Slavic and <laughs> all the big stars of that era, you know, would come out and race for 100% payback on Wednesday night at Orange Y.
0: That's awesome. Wow.
3: And, uh,
2: and then yeah. I, I was, you know, I was still racing when I came back to Chicago. Unfortunately, I broke my elbow in the first turn at uh, Walworth at Elkhorn, Walworth uh, County BMX. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it just never, it never came back. But I never say never. So who knows if I can get uh, sort of get on a get on a list somewhere to get a, uh, a knee replacement and an, uh, and an elbow fix. I may be back someday. Mike,
1: That's are you feeling awesome. up for a, a question already? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I figure I kind of think this topic is gonna to be a bit of a hot spot tonight, but um one of our local TOs, Dennis, is kinda of wondering what your thoughts are and if USA BMX will try to fit the canceled or postponed national races back into the schedule, or are we looking at maybe uh grandfathering them into next year, depending on how the social distancing plays out? Any well, thoughts?
2: I think that they'll definitely try I was and actually I'm I'm kinda of, halfway sort of not committed yet but working a little bit on a story about this because I, I today printed out the calendar pages for June, July, August, September, October and just to see how it could even possibly fit you know um, so I think that they're going to try and fit as many of them as they can um, just on the calendar that you know because like, we already do double national weekends east and west so they're, they're very possibly could be those uh, you know where the calendar lines up and you could do the east and the west and um, I think that that would, be the, that would be the, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the easy thing to do because once we come back from this, even assuming that we can come back, you know, like in June or something like that, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard to see that people are just going to have the money to go out and spend $1,000 a weekend on you know, going to an yeah. Yeah, that,
1: so. that's kind of been a, the subject we've been tossing around the last couple of shows as to whether or not yeah. people are going to have money to be doing big travel trips like that
2: yeah no no doubt and uh, i mean even just speaking for myself it's going to (laughs) be really tough really tough to uh to make it to those races but boy i I really right now on the calendar my my uh, prayers are focused on you know i I don't think we're going to make it for atlanta i hope we would i'd love to see margie and shan hatfield and all the all the people down there they're so awesome but um I think, you know, they may be rescheduled to another date later in the calendar, which is cool. Um, But, you know, Music City Nationals, boom. That would be nice.
1: Yeah, we've we've got a couple of, uh, actually, Charlie, who's listening in right now. I know that's one of his favorite areas to take his uh, BMX family down to. So I guess all we can do is keep our fingers crossed.
3: Yep,
2: yep, for sure.
1: So uh, it looks like we also have uh, Chris Luna here that says he's hoping you're doing well.
2: Oh, what's up guy. yeah <laughs> what's sure. up chris
3: good
1: to hear
0: from you chris thanks Staying for joining Got you my man for sure there's another another big heavy hitter hanging out with us tonight in the podcast show yeah. good guy there yeah so keep those questions coming guys nick Desanti. am well, i saying it right
2: yeah i think i think so DeSanti. yeah <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> I mean, saying you know he's saying hi nick, but high back at you I don't know. we he's i think his nickname is not Skyway Nick anymore but right. he'll will, he will always be known as kind of thing
1: so so he's that's referring good. to you can be
2: known by a nickname for life that's well good.
1: he's referring to himself as agent 09 agent, agent 09 09 okay <laughs> right. well, yeah. Oh, zero 09 i get it yes sir okay. back
2: on yeah yeah back on that tip so that's great i mean and that's cool to see zero 09 back in the game too you know yes. Kevin Kevin and Owen Chapman those guys Man, I mean, there's some great. That's a great story, really. I mean, of just how one day, of just a BMXer that's a kind of a wide-eyed kid, just gets, gets a wild hair and says, you know, Mom, here's, you know, shows my the mom a magazine uh, and says, you know, where is this? Can we go there? We just show up there, you know, at the zero nine. It was in a dental office at the time, you know, and um, we just showed up there and, and just like they were very courteous and you know just it, it it started out it started off a lifelong friendship and you know Owen Shetman was a, a great mentor to me coming up in the industry and just uh, as a kid who didn't really have too much else I mean they were the I mean it was zero nine and Schwinn really in the Chicago area and uh, and so you know zero nine was you know you couldn't really Schwinn we, we rode our bikes up to the Schwinn factory just to see it but there was no getting in and, you know, hobnobbing with, you know, with Rick Schwinn or some of the, the top <laughs> names over there. It was, so, you know, getting to meet Owen Shetman and, and you know, having him take us around and show us all how, uh, you know, how it all gets done. And then they move into, a, you know, the new facility. And it's, I mean, it was a magic time. It really was. I mean, and for those that are new to the sport, I mean, I don't want to make the whole evening about the 80s by any means. we got a lot to talk about for the present era, but... But anyway, that got off on a tangent about zero nine.
0: That's perfectly fine. And and for those, uh, for those that are joining, may not know, uh, there might be some young bucks in here and they would be seeing zero nine right now, probably for the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, when you kind of tell them what zero nine that, you know, what, what are they?
2: Well, zero nine started out as a motocross uh, company that did numbers and, you know, like uh, panels, like plate panels for motocross and, and, and that kind of thing. And then just kind of as a, um, like, I don't know exactly. Owen would be a great guy to have on the show to to, to take this the rest of the way. But there were a couple of bike shop or a couple of motocross shops that also did some BMX, like, you know, Roger DeCoster. Roger DeCoster, you know, um,
0: Wait, and that guy, did, he did BMX? Well, he did, a, he did a
2: frame that was the Roger DeCoster frame. I mean, he didn't, but I think that it was, it was uh, made by Mongoose. Okay. You know, yeah, and it was the Roger DeCoster uh, Mongoose-made frame. And so some of the motor sho- motorcycle shops of the time sold those bikes. And, uh, and so anyway, all, all that just to say, uh, zero 9 got into BMX, and it quickly eclipsed their you know, their motocross business, you know, many fold. And then they started making number plates, first one, you know, was called the wildfire plate. It really wasn't all that popular, but there was a guy named Andy Olson who was here in the Chicago area, and he made custom uh, plate covers that were checkerboard plate covers. He cut them by hand. And so in the era of fast times at Ridgemont High and checkerboard bands and stuff, to be able to have a checkerboard plate cover for this wildfire plate People totally loved it. And, and one of the first times that that made its appearance was at the 1981 NBL Grands in St. Louis. And, uh, and so um, it was, uh, then, they, then they came out with, with other products, other plates, then gloves, then uh, Owen's mom and dad, I don't know if his dad was a, was a dentist, I think he was, but they, the mom and dad, Lorraine and, and Harold, got into um, making pants. So the zero 09 pants of the uh, that's, 80s I
0: remember I remember seeing this uh, when I got involved in the m- late 90s. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the the zero 09 pants of the 80s and 90s even um, they were the the most amazing product and they were handmade and they were cut, you know, hand cut le- leather, you know, logos that were on your on your the thighs and and the thing was just top notch all the way. And uh, and so they those were made by Lorraine and her crew um and if you look at any you know any top rider of the time there, you know Brent Patterson Brian Patterson Richie Anderson you know there's too many to name but all the top stars of the time that weren't you know already on um on uh contract to people like Max and um Haro had their own pants at the time and so um yeah but it, it was amazing and uh so that's what they, then they sort of dipped out of it, like, you know, BMX kind of went into a, an ice age back in the late 80s, and, um, you know, they, in, in 09 sort of dipped out of the sport, and um, Owen kept, the, you know, kept the company going, but sold other things. He sold, he got into the, the, the business of selling supplies for, um, cut, like, uh, vinyl cutters, like uh, the Gerber okay. Blade, the Gerber Edge and stuff, and so they sold equipment, and they sold consumable supplies, and then he was a guest, uh, at our rock at vintage BMX. We had a Rockford gathering every year. It was, uh, the, it was a bike show. It was a, like a banquet. We had a guest speaker. And, uh, and so Owen was our guest speaker for the morning, uh, Friday morning breakfast at the zero nine, 2009. It was Rockford zero nine. And, um, and he was, it was just so amazing. Such a magical day. Lorraine herself came as well to, to be there and be a part of it. Um, wow. she spoke a little bit and it was just, it was just awesome. And, and, and so as the listener is hearing some of these stories, you know, that's a sense, cent- the stories and the experiences are really the central theme of why BMX is so amazing and oh, why, you yeah. know, these are the good old days, truly. And so um, I think that a lot of times we just get taken a lot of, you know, up by, Oh, you got to, you know, get from this race to this race and let's get home because we got to go to work. And it's like, Boy, the, the, sometimes the breaking down on the side of the road is the best part of the whole day, you know, <laughs> the whole weekend. Uh, so just, you know, yeah, I don't want to do too much preaching on that, but it's definitely <laughs> ah, it's definitely worthy. Of I up. think that's
0: true. Yeah, yeah I got the uh, I went out and grabbed the zero nine number pl- or uh, uh, website and threw it up in the on the on the screen for everyone to see. So we're looking at the, you know, the, the airflow, the lightning bolt. Uh, you know some of the and, and the OG right there, this guy. Uh, yeah. you've got don't that. You ha- uh, one of them's back there. Yeah, there is in the back wall. I was so, like, I feel
1: like I have.
0: Yeah, worked you've, with that. You've worked with it. So that guy, right? That was one of their OGs, right? The uh, that
2: was yeah. The moto control panel was really. Um, I don't know if it was the next one after the um, the the wildfire, but maybe it was. And and what was cool about it is that um, it came with a marker, like yep. a little dry erase marker. And so, um, on the actual, if you, if you show right that, there, again, on right the back. there you see like your moto, your gates.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's a great so idea. For... Very practical.
2: And, and back then you'd, you'd have pads on your bike. So you'd tuck that, um, dry erase marker into the, the top two pad, and then be able to write, write down the next that's time. Well,
0: that's yeah. brilliant. Dad. Huh. Yeah. It was, okay. It was super cool. It. Do we have any yeah, questions? Yeah. I was just going gonna... to uh, we'll... change
1: the subject. In a... Yep. So, um, Solon, who is one of our kind of local right. celebrities around here, <laughs> says a- that he rode for you for a hot minute. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the question. Uh, you Solin- skipped out, S- Solon. Yeah, Solon was just saying that he was reminding us that he rode for you for a hot minute. Yeah, he
2: sure did. BMX Underwriters team, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was those were fun times for sure. Um, so um, I kind of skipped over that part really, uh, just as starting my very first company at the age of fourteen and. Um, <laughs> dropping out of high school and stuff like that but um but yeah so bmx underwriters was (laughs) it was it was an awesome it was an awesome idea it was an awesome thing that we were able to do and um basically what it was was a we would see all the product tests in the magazine so like all of the you know like the BMX Action, you know, test, you know, RL and Buff and, you know, Bill and Leap and Jones and those guys that do, they test the newest and coolest bikes and parts and stuff. And then Oz would write an article about it. And it's like, and then they do the same thing in BMX Plus and Super and stuff like that. Well, I got the idea that number one, you know, paying for these bike parts is getting kind of expensive. My mom was a hairdresser, didn't really have, you know, a lot of extra money for bike parts and stuff. So um, how could we come up with some idea to, you know, provide a service. You know, and I can use my writing skills because I was just starting to develop some writing skills and some photography skills. And so, BMX Underwriters was formed as a company that was an independent product testing company. And so, you know, like brands would send us their their products. We would test them. We had I had a team of a few riders, and we would we would you know ride them, and we would photograph the uh, the, the event that we would test. And uh, then I'd write a story about it. And um, that was something that the company could use for their own PR or, you know, they could submit it to, you know, a magazine and maybe hope it gets published, whatever. Um, And, and actually one of our very first, you know, uh, I don't want to call them sponsors because they really weren't sponsors, but this one did turn into a sponsor was um, Charlie Danishek at DK, um, you know, came in and and sent us some, some stems for evaluation. We, you know,
3: uh, I actually, See, you know, I still see Charlie uh, on the fo- on some of the fo-
2: family photos, and it's it's always great to see him.
1: So, awesome, awesome,
0: awesome. We, we're gonna jump to a quick, a quick commercial for those of you. Uh, we lost sound for a few seconds. I apologize about that. We're gonna come right back after this commercial. We're here with Mike Carruth. You guys get your questions in the chat uh, for Mike and us here, and we'll be right back. We gotta go visit our friends here at Magic. Hey, Metro Detroit, it's time to experience the
2: coolest store you've never been to. Magic Motorsports in Waterford. Discover over 40,000 square feet of savings. From motorcycle parts, accessories, and service, to hoodies, coats, jackets, and sunglasses from Oakley and Spy, and so much more. Looking for that perfect gift? You'll find it here. Get big discounts on everything every day. We also carry the area's largest selection of BMX bikes and accessories. And we change motorcycle tires while you wait. Magic Motorsports on Dixie Highway
0: just west of Telegraph in Waterford. all right and we are back and we have mike caruth joining us we've got the crew uh also logged in tonight with us we got uh charlie hanging out with us and uh we also have paul hanging out with us over in burton paul say hi
1: hey
0: how's it going very glad you could join us this evening Mm -hmm. uh did you have a question for mike or did you have anything you wanted to shout out to him
4: Oh, man, you know, no, I was just kind of blown away by the whole BMX Plus story. That was really cool.
0: Awesome. All right, we're going to check back in here in a second. Uh, Paul, he does our sound.
1: I I have something to share on uh, Charlie's behalf, although it probably would be better in his own words, but I'll read what he wrote. He he could unmute himself. Well, he could, but he (laughs) took the second to write it out, so I'm going to do the due diligence to read it. Uh, so Charlie Salisbury says Within hours after Dirt Hawk who is his son For anybody who might not know that uh, Broke his leg on April Fool's Day 2017 Rock Hill World Qualifier Mike sent uh, Charlie The proof of the most righteous picture Of Noah's career jumping Into turn two earlier that day So three years and two days ago I knew I had a friend for life Thank you Mike Carruth For being the most positive role model
2: Gosh that's so awesome That's that's it hits me right in the feels there as they yeah say right and thank you for that charlie and you know yeah i mean that was um that was a great picture for sure and it was a it was a great moment uh, just right there but unfortunately later you know not so good but he came back and uh oh. you know he's still, still, still kicking butt up, today so. and
1: taking names so
2: yeah for sure
1: um all right, so to change the subject just a touch uh Jay Kearns has a question about um he's wondering if Mike has an opinion um why no one has taken over the b m x mania website and if there is still a place for that type of race coverage
2: Well, that's a good question I, I, I Jerry you know is a good friend, and I have an open um an open offer to him to take it over if he wants to do that, but um you know I think that he is definitely he's a great steward of the website and he, you know, there's a lot of deep, deep content there. Photo, you know, photo archives dating back, you know, long, long time. And so I, I totally understand why he wouldn't want to let that out of the hands of, you know, those own personal hands. Oh, um, sure. Cause I would, I would be, it would be tough for me, um, to do it with, with vintage or with BMX news, you know, because, there you know i put a lot of time and not nearly as much as jerry put into his so uh, i think that could have that could have to do with it as for whether there's room for a bmx website um you know here's the thing i think about that it's like yes it's it's what like social media is is kind of like the thing of the moment and everyone wants to post on there but you know as we're not really gonna there's no all that stuff was gone and like 30, Thirty, you know, like forty-eight hours. It's not. Ne- it's never to be seen again. You couldn't even find it if you wanted to in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So, so um, a, a website like like BMX Mania or BMX News or Vintage, some of the others out there. You know, it's like the, these are the archives. These are the you know sort of the the lost you know the the tablets on the mountain for for BMX racing. Um, and so I, that's why I am very you know, diligent about trying to keep up with writing original content and trying to keep, you know, new things coming and new things flowing. And, you know, I'll take this moment really to, to kind of ask, put the word out and put the request out to anyone out there who's got some interest in writing and, and you know, commenting, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, becoming everyone's home. Um, we've got We've got unlimited ink, as I always say. So yeah. we'd, love, we'd love to have some contributors write some stories. I can't pay, unfortunately, because right, right well, now it's just... Uh, it's you. Just
0: as- you offer the same incentive that, and payment that uh, we do. structure that, that that we have here, yeah, too. 100%. That's all right. It's good. It's for the love of the sport. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm calling out uh, uh, Chuck Nagy. I'm going to call him out right now because he... Mm-hmm. Mike and I, we talked a little earlier. He's the gentleman that has the, uh, uh, the, the, oh, zine, the zine, the heavy pedal zine. He's doing really, really good things with that. And I think he'd be, uh, it would be very easy for him to, uh, you know, to help you out with that. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to call him out and we'll, we'll get him tagged on here and I'll get you in contact with him cause he puts out some really good stuff.
1: Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I mean, as I said, I mean, it's, uh, I'd love to, to, be able to expand out and have some more contributors, you know, and, um, so yeah, come with it, please.
1: Uh, okay. Let's so another little different direction, but, um, one of our listeners is curious if you've ever done any announcing for any races, local or nationals. So that must be someone who's from Chicago area. <laughs> Not well, Michigan, but I bet what okay. Dennis is asking, but he, yeah. he's been around for a, a ride or yeah. two.
2: Yep. Um so yeah,
1: I did um I did
3: I
2: did announcing at Itasca BMX and, and many of the local tracks in fact. Um and that was, you know, just because I didn't I wasn't really great at racing, so you know, I knew that there was times where I many times in fact that I wouldn't make the main and so I just uh <laughs> I picked up the mic and started doing bon, some where you you know, some announcing <laughs> and uh and I don't, I don't remember if I actually announced any nationals. Maybe, maybe one, maybe once.
1: Uh, one of our but, uh, is another uh, listener, Jeff, is is thinking he remembered you maybe at Steel Wheels a few times, which would be. In... Well,
2: Yeah, Steel Wheels. Most in the in the current era, uh, yeah. I did. I, I announced one or two races. Uh, just most, you know, like recently, you know, um, like maybe one round of motos at, at Steel Wheels, um, and and I and I do announce our BMX league. Um, so that's kind of what my my role is the check-in guy at the table, and then I also uh, do the scoring and stuff like that, and then I announce too when I'm not shooting photos on photo day. So, uh, love but it. Uh, but also it's at South Shore VMX in uh, in Michigan City. I did a couple of an, of guest announcing appearances when I think it was Hack Starbuck who was the main announcer there, and so uh, I think rest in peace. I think he, he passed away recently. So, mm. um, but uh, yeah, so it's awesome. I love it. I love the announcing side of things. And then of course announcing, um, you know, freestyle shows and, and stuff like that with, during that, that period of time.
0: That's awesome. And it keeps you busy. keep the questions yeah. coming in here. Love it. Do it. You guys are, uh, filling this up for us. We do got another one coming in. Hey, um, so Craig, Michael, he's a big listener here. He's been around for a while, uh, in the BMX scene. Uh, he wants to know Does the truth have any old vintage BMX bikes in his stable? And what is his holy grail of bikes? And wow. also, after that, uh, Agent09 says he's got to go. He's got to go make dinner. <laughs>
1: Peace out. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Craig, um, so I did not, I spent all my money on websites <laughs> instead of uh, uh-huh. bikes. So, uh, so I didn't have any bikes that I actually had, you know, laying around from the, either from the old days or that I acquired in the new era. Uh, but yes, there is definitely that one holy grail bike. Um, Jeff Tollefson has it. JT up in Minnesota, I think he still has it. But it is the it is a 1978 Proline, um, you know, white with red parts. Now that bike was the one that was the 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 one that was the centerfold bike on my wall, drooling over it and and just wanting it so bad. And so that if I ever were to build a, a bike, that would be the one. Uh, because uh, even seeing it today, it's like, man, it's just you just tingles just seeing it cause it's so awesome,
0: wow, all right, so we uh, as we said, we keep it pretty loose to kind of just flow with the conversations on the Friday night live show, <laughs> and I tell you, this is uh this is awesome, so. One question we kind of like to talk about or asked, because it's it's obviously came up lately, is where do you see, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, where do you see and what do you see the scope of BMX racing uh, after this COVID is, you know, finally taken care of and we've eradicated it and all the stay-at-home things are lifted and we're good to go back to what will be, you know, as normal as normal can be. What do you see that landscape looking like?
2: I think it'll be a gradual return to normalcy, uh, which is actually kind of good, because um, while maybe not great for USA BMX and you know, their return to you know, getting the, you know, the machine going again, because it, you know, they, they have such a great fine-tuned you know, order of things, but, but it's gonna take a moment to get that going again. And wh- during that moment will be the time to shine of the local tracks because and so what, what I'm saying too is that you local tracks you know and if BMX brands too for that matter it's like so many BMX brands I think feel like ah, you know no one's buying anything I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines and not really do anything and then then you know when things start coming back then we'll we'll ramp things back up but man this is the time to really so make some some headway and, and so um, as far as the local tracks as well keep in touch with your riders you know, even if it's just a weekly email, they'll say, hey, we hope you're doing okay. You know, once we come back, we're going to, you know, do this and that and this. And just to keep in, keep in touch with those those dedicated riders and those dedicated families who are, they're, you know, they're all in on the local program. And even those people who aren't usual suspects at the local track, these are people who you will see because they may not be quite ready to just start hitting, you know, a nat- one national week after the next right off the bat.
1: Sure. That's going to definitely be a limitation. Okay. So. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. So um, I'm kind of getting onto a subject that I know is near to dear to your heart with the Beginners League. Um, there's a couple of questions on here about what is your opinion on how this COVID-19 situation might impact some of these Beginner League programs and, and future status.
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I think that so much of it is is going to be based on how we as 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 BMX racing, um, you know, respond to it. And and when I say when I say respond, I don't mean I, I I'm I'm using that choice of words very carefully because you can react to something and you can respond to something. And that was uh, that's a big thing that Zig Ziglar, a sales trainer, that the, the most high of sales trainers always says. You know, you can respond to something or you can react. Responding is always better. You know, if you have a you know your med- your medication you're having a reaction to it that's not good. If your medication is responding, that's good. And so mm-hmm. I think if BMX racing, you know, and and I'm here to help by the way, you know. So um, Donnie Robinson, he's here to help. A shout out to him tonight and hey. Tiffany
0: and and, Tiffany. and their new addition, right?
2: And Bennett, yes, the new oh, the new addition, yes. Bennett that's Robinson. a great name. Yep. Great name and after a great man. Um, you know, uh, obviously Donnie and Kyle Bennett were very close, and uh, and so what a fitting tribute to uh, to their friendship, uh, to have you know young Bennett named after him, and uh, and so anyway, just to say also that you know Donnie, myself, all the all the people that, that are involved in leagues are here to help, um, try and get that on you know on course and on point. For the local tracks, USA BMX is there too for sure. They're going to have their hands pretty full. Um, not saying they can't handle it, but if, if they, you know, if if the local track needs some, you know, some help from the bullpen, we're here for that too.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So kind of a little funny. Speaking of USA BMX, <laughs> Charlie's kind of wondering if they're forever going to hold a monopoly in the USA.
2: Well, I mean, I think that. Um, I th- here's the thing I think about that is that it, it definitely would cost several million dollars to create a new sanctioning body and I and I think that anyone who has several million dollars has better things to do with it <laughs> than start a BMX sanctioning body mm-hmm. so that is definitely one thing that I think about it um, and then the other thing is you know I, I don't know I, right now I'm sitting here that, I think USA BMX does a pretty darn good job I can't really point to a thing that says man if you know if someone else did it this other way, it would be way better because all of the times when I've heard someone say, oh, I'm going to start a new sanctioning, the first thing they all, the first thing they always say universally is we're going to do a big ass series for the pros you know? yeah. <laughs> man, just like that money on fire. You know, I mean, that's just there's just no there's no future in it. And so it's like uh, and so BMXers would come at a new sanction from a BMX point of view. And that is the worst possible thing they could do. Um, so save your money, you know, put it into, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, you know, the philately, you know, be a stamp collector. Um, but but don't put it into a new sanction for your own for your own benefit.
0: So for your own sake. this is coming from myself. No one in the chat. Do you see the pro class lasting after? the COVID and even minus the COVID scare uh, with, the, you know, the kind of the dwindling numbers and the focus being, you know, more outward on the you know, chasing the Olympics. How do you see the pro class here in the United States coming out of this?
2: The COVID scare could have probably been the best friend the pro class has. Oh. Because if you look at the, the trend. You look at how things were trending before that. this all started breaking out, you know, it was like, you know, you had a really, really anemic, uh, like turnout at, in Phoenix, you had like a little bit better turnout in, um, in, uh, in Florida. And then, you know, like a kind of decent, but not really great, uh, turnout in Houston. And it's like, wow, you know, um, now that they had some time to put like a break in the action, um, and and then the Olympics getting postponed may help a little bit too. Um, but it, it's, I think that it's, it's really up to the pros, you know? And, and so right now we're at a very kind of a strange point because we have a generation of pros who are about to step out, step off the stage. Mm-hmm. We have, a, a, we have an, a few new generation pros who are about to step on the stage. Um, but there's not a lot of them really, you know? So there's not, it's not like they have this, we have this giant incoming class of people of riders who are, know, ready to just take it by the horns and run with it. And so what you end up having then is that I think that some of these, the new riders coming in, they just, you know, they don't necessarily know how they're supposed to take this by the horns and make it their own. And so um, that's going to take some, that's going to take some training. It's going to take some coaching. And um, the thing that's really great about BMXers is that um, they're used to being coached. Um, So uh, hopefully they whoever's coaching them on this, um, they listen to the, the coaching and they do what they're asked to do. Um, I think that sometimes we have, um, and this has been the case in AA for a long time, but you know, like they kind of, they, they know that they're the top class and they sort of look at themselves as the top class and sort of, you know, um, there's things that they have to do now they may not have had to do, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. Um, and so it's just a different, it's a different animal today. And so if they don't, then I could definitely see, you know, there probably will always be a pro class for B- in BMX racing, but I'm thinking that it would be, it'll more resemble a pro with hundred percent payback and just sort of come on out for the, you know, for the good and the glory and versus, you know, like to make a living out of it. Um, it's still, it's still, we're not there yet and it's still salvageable. But the riders really have to, you know, take it in hand and work closely with the sanction to, you know, to make it happen. And that means going out and getting their own sponsors, maybe, you know, finding finding a, a series sponsor that'll, you know, the ladies go out and find their own, and maybe it's Maybelline or someone like that, and they bring this this money to the series, and they they add it. It's added uh, into the the it may not be part of the actual purse because if the ladies go out and they get a hundred thousand dollars from maybelline to add ten thousand dollars per race you know the men may not do that and and according to uci rules it has to be equal so maybe that is money that's paid outside of the construct of the race it's it's a contingency or it's 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 packaged in some other way but it it just needs to be more exciting and the thing you know if, if you if anyone's You know read some of my social media rants you you know that I'm definitely not a fan of how the pros have allowed their class to be you know sort of like diminished and and by that I mean you know the Friday Saturday racing you know that is a killer it's not killer it is a killer um and so it's it's terribly knocked them down a peg in terms of prestige they're racing inside the pre-race that is about as bad as you can get you know and so just for the convenience of flying home on Sunday so you know convenience is always the enemy of progress and that mm-hmm. is that's big time the case with this the other thing is every 45 minutes running order the, the people the kids who we want to see them are in staging when they're running You could go a full weekend of racing and not see the pros once based on how you're you know whenever you're you're staging up for open or you're staging up for 10 novice or whatever it's like we need to get these guys you know and gals you know visible again and and without that visibility then there's no one knows it's like one of those things where you know if a if a a tree falls in the forest no one's there to hear it um so it's like that and it's kind of like where we're at with the pro class right now and then finally who is the top pro no one knows because no one runs the number one anymore
0: yeah what's or a red plate i'm i don't you know you don't got a copy but doesn't it work pretty good in motocross and supercross like you look for the red plate that's the number one guy or gal
2: if you go into any um race into any national race or or local race for that matter in in the staging area or pits or whatever and just you know just you know, ask a you know a bunch of ten-year-olds or a bunch of eleven-year-olds. You know, like, hey, who's your favorite pro? First of all, most of them won't have a favorite pro. They just don't. They just don't have that. The hero worship works differently today. Um, and then the other thing is, who's the number one pro? You can ask them. They don't know. No they're clue. Not gonna, they're not going to
3: have a clue about
2: that. I so, think
0: um, uh, we talk about that a lot at our at the tracks. Uh, and uh, you know, I'll just simply ask. Uh, you go up to, you know. 20 kids here right now ask them if they can name five pros and you aren't going to find you're not going to find it it ain't going to happen
2: right and so so that is you know it's tough because again like like hero worship works differently today I hate to use that word but it is kind of what we're after i mean oh, Stu yeah. thompson you know it's like a lot of us of that of the, those era whether you were this the 80s era or the 90s era and it was christophe levesque for you whatever it was it's like we had, um, you know, we had posters on the, on the wall. I wrote an essay because I was I, I liked the O.M. You know, I liked what he was up to because he was he was the young entrepreneur who was making it happen. You know, and that's All what right. I
0: wanted to be. Who was the O.M.? We got to let some of the people in that oh, are, are yeah, new. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so the O.M. was uh, Scott Breithaupt, rest All in right. peace, brother. And um, he was, uh, you know, one of if not the. You know, guy who invented the, the 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 sport of BMX racing as a construct. So, like, not only like, you know, there was there were there were races before Scott ran his first race, but there, but Scott's first race at the Bums Track in Long Beach, California. He took his trophies that he earned in motocross and he offered them up as a prize for racers. And he had a purpose-built track. And, and so, you know, July 10th, 1969 was the Palms Park. That is like um, the BMX history timeline date of the founding of the sport. Um, Scott's Bums track would come back a little bit later, but nonetheless, he was, he, you know, one of the most early pioneers. Um, so, you know, he founded SE Racing, which you probably heard of, um, and, you know, lots of other things, and so, uh, wonderful guy, and uh, and he passed away. I'm sorry to say, and we miss him terribly. Mm-hmm.
0: We are going to grab a commercial break. Uh, love the questions coming in. You guys are keeping them flying in. Probably the, this is probably the most activity we've had. Uh, so I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, really enjoying the conversation here. When we come back, we have a special guest that'll be joining us. So you guys don't go anywhere. And uh, we're going to come right back. We are going to go visit our friends here at Truth BMX. Eric, if you're in the chat, say hi, man. can hear you all right no and ideas? this guy look to your screens okay, now without any further ado and he just hung up on me he, <laughs> he said he couldn't hear you i i, I know he was uh, uh i told him i was gonna mute him for a second so i could build up his intro <laughs> he hung up on me that's bobby, bobby yeah. moto man what else
1: are you gonna do
4: he's running his show he is that's <laughs> what he
0: is all right let's get he's him back on here
4: now. we got any live bodies oh, you I'm are hoping. there all right. Oh all right. wait a sec.
0: You oh. no, you're good. You're on now, my friend. You even got a fancy little thing with the picture on the screen for you. You you wait. are here.
1: Can you hear us? There once was. A... From then, hello. Hey, you th- can you hear us?
0: I don't. Think... Not yet. Not, he can't yet. Okay, hang on one second, Bobby. All right. All yeah, right. brother. Um. Can anyone else? Yeah, hear? I know
4: that shit ain't easy.
1: Uh, they can hear him. Uh, can you guys hear Bobby in the in the chat? Let me know. Hang on.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, well we're working on that, and I'll, I'll swing another question towards Mike here. Um, so Jay was kind of wondering if you ever thought there'd be a track again in the Chicago area, and if so, would there then be interest from USA BMX to holding a national in the city?
2: Boy, that is a great question. It's one that like really gets me stoked because. The thing is, we have not had we're we're a big city, three point something million people just in the the city limits, and we have not had a BMX race in the city limits since 1979. It was the great race at the International Amphitheater. It was indoor on concrete with wooden jumps, and so that was the last time we had a, a race in the city limits of Chicago. Now fast forward to the current day we've got millions of well let's say tens of thousands a hundred thousand however many we got a lot of kids in this city who need something Uh, constructive to do instead of gangs and and you know getting in trouble and so we would love to have have a couple tracks in chicagoland we do have something called big marsh which is um it's a it's a it's a bike park and it's a wonderful place to ride and they are they're building a pump track, um, which, oh nice. You know, again we can talk about my views on that. That's right. If you uh, got to go back on, mostly, I can wait. All right, mostly favorable uh, as far as that, but I'd love to see a beginner level BMX track racing track out there and it's in other places in the city for us to you know start uh, getting kids racing over yeah. there. that that's a beginner level track. So national. You know, I, I sort of kid, half-kidding, um, but but kidding nonetheless. Um, someone had talked about whether they were going to come up with a new place to run the Grands this year. Um, and so I said that they should do it at McCormick Place here in oh, Chicago.
1: Oh, I'm familiar Timo with was that.
2: No, 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 nope. It's going to be in Tulsa. It's going to be in Tulsa, which I get. And, of course, it will be. But we'd love to see it here in Chicago. Um, it'd be a great place. McCormick Place, perfectly suited once they get done with being a hospital um, of 3,000 beds, um, hopefully that is soon. Um, but yeah, we've we've got lots of plate, lots of room, and we've got a great big airport and um, lots of wonderful restaurants to come and, and for. BMX. Oh yeah, that would be a yeah. great
1: city to hold a national. Sure all right,
0: yep. we're gonna check in. Bobby, can you hear us now?
4: Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Clear all airwaves for the big BMX broadcast.
0: Here, here he is. Uh, So sorry about the hiccup guys uh, we, we moved things around For a little different setup for Friday Night Live Justin plugged in the wrong effects Send cable, sorry Bobby, sorry Mike, sorry everybody Ooh. What do you got for us Bobby What are you going to bring this week
4: <laughs> Hello out there in BMX land Alright <laughs> Hey, you know this lockdown's making me crazy I need cigarettes and lottery tickets Man you. Hey, you! You guys should see my armpits. They look like I've got Frank Nuccio in a headlock. Come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, for those of those that are those that don't know Bob or Frankie, Frankie's got some hair. So yeah, he does. Hey, uh, we we had some questions last week because you you just kind of blew in and took off, and you ended up kind of <laughs> being the the mystery man here that everyone was like, "Wait, who who is this guy?" So uh, we had a bunch of people asking like. What what what's your story, man? Like where how'd you get started in BMX?
4: Oh man, are you kidding me? I was one of those kids that was born to ride BMX. Born with the love. I mean, I was riding BMX before we even knew what BMX was. Oh my <laughs> Caruth. That's right. He's, Absolutely. He says, yeah. Jumping garbage cans, you know. We were setting up our own races in the lot, you know, and then and then uh, like you guys were talking about earlier, Scott Breithop started organizing it. And it finally came to Arizona, thank goodness.
0: So we've got the picture on your Facebook page up here, you doing the tabletop out of the, uh, it looks to be one of the drainage ditches. I
1: was going to say, it looks like a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm getting a lot of mileage out of that picture, you know what I mean?
0: I Those isn't are some
1: awesome <laughs> haircuts too, by the yeah. way. Uh,
0: look at this uh look at this guy, flat. That's what they call a flatty right there. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and bad. That's mouth? right. Jeremy know. Know. McGrath and Billy
4: Griggs both learned how to tabletop from that picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so That's cool. we we gotta know, can we get you on for a for a for a whole show one night?
4: Yeah, yeah. You guys just say when, man. That'd be cool. I have a, I have a BMX story. We want oh, to hear it. Fairway. Yeah, well, if you got a second, man, I'll uh, gather around, kids. Once <laughs> upon a time, there was a little boy who just loved BMX. He would ride from sunup to sundown, pretending to be a BMX pro. He rose through the ranks of novice, intermediate, expert, and finally pro. Then one day, the Nationals came to town. Everyone was so excited. Our local hero lined up in the gate, and boom, the gate was down. But our hero hit the gate and did a flip Todd Lyons would be proud of. He broke his leg and got dead last, sold his bike, took up Pocket Pool, and now supports uh, sells support appliances online. Yeah. Wasn't that a great story, kids?
0: <laughs> uh, That's You're not talking about anybody specifically,
4: are you? <laughs> well, you know, it's modeled after Mike Carruth, to tell you the truth, <laughs> because he was a young Illinois kid on his BMX. <laughs> and, he had, and he had to end his career early, and now the secret's out.
1: <laughs> well, Bobby. Well, I didn't even know about So Yeah, look at that. Telling uh, <laughs> love it. Crystal ball hey, there.
4: Hey, hey I want to give a shout-out to Bill Morris and the gang at the, you know, USA BMX, Gork, Shannon, Gmo, you know. And uh, uh, Bill himself decided to take up racing, man. What's he, he racing? He, oh, he's racing to the refrigerator and back. You know what I mean? Those guys are bored. <laughs>
0: oh hey well i gotta tell you i appreciate you jumping on uh after the show i'm gonna hit you up we're gonna get you scheduled in uh you're more than welcome to join us next week here's here's the big drum roll there's your drum roll uh we're gonna have a friend of yours on that you do a lot of shows with all hunkered down in the third bedroom we're going to have Brad on uh next Friday yeah. next
4: Friday, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh I'm sure Brad would appreciate you oh, calling in. Oh, wait a
4: second. He's calling in. Hold on. Uh this is Brad. Um er I don't let my ed- education get in the way of my ignorance. Um er up. Well, he hung yeah, some oh, wow.
0: Uh, yeah, That's cool. I, I've hung up on the show too. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, again, thanks for jumping in here. Always bringing the comedic relief. We appreciate it. And we're gonna we'll chat after the show. I'll get you set up. We're gonna have you come on here and tell us your BMX history. All right?
4: Right on. Anytime, fellas. And remember, toenails are a source of protein. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh, uh, that is Bobby Moto Mag joining us this evening, bringing in the comic relief for us. Uh, how long you known him, Mike?
2: Uh, well, so I started uh, as a guest on Rail of the Berm, like um, maybe it was like two and a half years ago, something like that. So, But, I, you know, of course, everyone of, of, the, of a certain era has seen that picture. Didn't know the man, but definitely knew the style.
0: Absolutely. We got quite a few questions, right, over there. I see a few of them popping in here. Uh, yeah, we got another one from Craig, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's his?
1: Uh, so... Mike, Craig's wondering if you ever raced uh, the Pontiac Silverdome in 81.
2: And- uh, you know, I didn't race that race because I was covering it for Super BMX. And okay. um, there wasn't enough time. I don't think at least. I don't think I, I raced that one. I was definitely there. And I, I covered the race and did the photos and stuff. And that was actually just kind of rolling back to 09. That was their first kind of coming out party as a brand. Um, they had a booth set up. They had, you know, they were giving product away like crazy. Everyone, you know, had these long sleeve zero nine T-shirts on. Um, And they had a uh, they had a demolition derby. Um, I don't know if it was between Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, but it was a demolition derby. And all the BMX industry guys, like the owners of the brands, like sat and rode and drove the cars. And so Owen Shetman was, uh, you know, he had his own uh, demo demo derby car and uh and it was crazy it was that was like kind of like rodeo bmx back then you know and uh, and if you ever get a chance to the listener if you ever get a chance to listen to bob tedesco's hall of fame speech that is pure gold because, <laughs> because i'm not going to ruin it for you but he's got an incredible story about what happened at that race and uh and so like because bob tedesco and was the guy running it it it, it was a it was IBM XF race So it was a partnership between NBL IBM XF which was Garrett Dose and um, you know uh, and so Bob was responsible for you know really running the race and and then as soon as the pros were in the gate something happened that was very much kind of the the thing that we would see all the time in that era of BMX and um, and it had to do with the pros money
1: so that's all yeah, that was Go.
0: That was Craig's uh, second part to
1: that question. That's, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. What, yeah. Wanting to know if that was a true story or not. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think it was because Bob Tedesco said it was, you know. All and, right. um, and so the other thing that, you know,
2: just back to USA BMX for a minute. And and so I think that a lot of us, you know, we, we always bemoan the thing that's going on right now. So it's like, ah, uh, you know. This local race, I wish I you know, didn't have to do it. Well, guess what? Now you can't do it. So it's like, sure. oh, man, I really wish we could go local racing. So it's kind of like that where it's like back, there was a time when the pros' money would be a, a question mark. Like the, a lot of the pros, when they went to the, to the bank on Monday morning, would find out that there wasn't enough money to, to – cover the check that they won Ugh. the day before oh my god wow. you know yeah the, the, the checks would bounce and Ugh. and so not from the aba but from these other promoters out there right mm. uh, because there was there were times where it wasn't aba it wasn't nbl it was just another just a promoter and he would put up this giant purse and everyone would come in and um and a lot of time and then after that it came to a point where they would actually have cash so the pro like whoever won it Stewart or greg hill or someone would fan out five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars in cash money you know and so uh, but there was a time when those checks were like a big question mark and they would often bounce and so today you know we don't have that Um, obviously you know usa bmx rock solid that you know they're not bouncing uh, paychecks on the pros and so um, that's definitely something that we can be thankful for and um and you know just The level of professionalism that they bring to it and i'm not kissing butt here i mean it you you know even the most ardent hater out there would have to agree that the way that they conduct business and the way that they do it yeah i mean there's there's always going to be some sort of objection on some from someone somewhere but by and large i mean it's it's pretty it's wired tight
3: yeah i
0: agree there's always you're going to find something wrong here there but as a whole you know um so first off, I want to let people know that Bob Tedesco, he uh, ran NBL many, many years, and NBL was acquired uh, by ABA, and now we have USA BMX, for those of you that are new, just getting yeah. in the sport. So, uh, I uh not
2: even remember what, what it, there was in NBL, so yeah. Yeah, okay, good hear it was,
0: uh, man. So as as an East Coast guy, you know, I was always accustomed to the NBL, and, you know, that was kind of home for me. Uh, but I will say, my first experience uh, seeing I haven't had a chance and this corona thing better pass, well, so I can get to was. this uh, uh, USA BMX Grands. But watching it, yeah, I'd raised many, many NBL. There's even some number plates behind us from it. A great time. And then I saw the USA, well, ABA USA BMX Grands. And uh, having, being in, uh disc jockey, working in many, many nightclubs, through the years. I looked at that and I said, "Holy shit, this is a real production and like this is a show. Like this is how it needs to be done." And it was, you know, it's a it's like Supercross. You go to a Supercross race, there's laser lights, fog machines, things blowing up on the infield and you know, they and I and I'm like, "Man, they've got it. They know what they're doing." And yes, it is a very polished uh corporation and they do a good job and everyone's going to find something wrong we talked last week a little bit about tracks and versus tracks versus nbl and aba but as a whole they do a fine job um so quick question we were talking about some promoters that don't uh hadn't paid out and rumor had it there was a promoter back in the day long before i got in but he had the initials of r and r and that guy had a hard time paying people out is there any truth to that mike Carruth?
2: you know i i don't know what the what the current what the current situation is i think that there there may have been a problem sometime but one thing i will say though is that um for for many years now that particular gentleman has been on the on the, the ballot for the mm-hmm. hall of fame and he's not in the hall of fame for for that reason for a reason like there was some some stuff that happened whatever I, i'm not looking at that right. but what i am saying is that that particular guy was the man that did the very set up, promoted, got the very first BMX World Championship running. Oh wow! Um, he got BMX on television for the very first time, and um, in a in a consist in a big way, a couple times really. Um, so, um, for, for any of my fellow Hall of Fame voters out there, I'm not in the Hall of Fame, but as a, as a member of the media, they they allow me to, to vote. Um, and so, I just think that uh, you know it would be perfect to have him in the Hall of Fame for sure. And so.
0: Go for it. All right. We have a couple questions coming in. And before we jump to them, we got to go say thanks. And uh, to our friends here at RSVP, they're one of the local companies here. And those guys are getting hit really hard by this uh, Corona shutdown here. Uh, They help out with a lot of the cables, a lot of the the equipment here in the studio, the mixer board, things like that. John and Lynn, some really good people. John, he's BMX guy. Lynn, she loves the sport. Uh, Hopefully they've joined us this evening. Really good people, and uh, they've been helping out with the show. And uh, we're going to go pay some bills with them. RSVP Wedding and Event Designs. Anything you can imagine under the sun for your wedding, corporate event, parties, or even private events winner of the prestigious Best of Weddings by the Knot, family owned and operated by some really cool BMXers. Call them now 248-301-5522 and tell them that the Michigan BMX podcast show sent you.
1: I know. <laughs> All
0: right, and uh we are back. Once again, thank you RSVP for uh, helping us out. Heck, if you're a local here, heck, uh, we've actually even done uh, a wedding uh, out by Mike. We did one out in Chicago here a little while ago mm. for Lynn's uh, uh, one of Lynn's relatives. So look, they'll go. and they do a really good job. They do some really big productions too. Make sure you check them out. They do corporate events, weddings, you name it. They do it all. And we are back with Mike Carruth from bmxnews.com. If you guys haven't been there, make sure you get over to sign, uh, sign up. Make that one of your favorites. Bookmark it. Make it one you frequently visit and vintage BMX. Melissa, we have some... It looks like we got quite a quite a few questions here.
1: <laughs> uh, I th- Well, I, I'm going to put this out to the both of you. Uh, it was initially directed to you, Justin, but I, I'm sure Mike's going to have some, some uh, thoughts on it. But uh, what do we think is the incentive to turning pro... Today, <laughs> none. Well, that was too easy.
0: Oh, I, there, I don't. I don't see one. Uh, the it's um, the pay is terrible, uh, and right now it's on the athlete themselves to basically do all the promoting, this. to do all the you know the Instagramming and you know everything to get their name out there, and you know and train and ride um definitely here in the states i really couldn't see a big one you know you've got a one percent in the bmx right now in michigan not michigan in the united states that's making it happen right and that's like the corbin shiraz the Counterfields; fields those guys make it happen but most of their money is not coming from bmx racing it's mm-hmm. coming from other speaking engagements uh you know, some sort of other endorsement and i don't see it really right now um well, that's
1: we, probably in every sport, though, right? Like, uh, Well,
0: pets? a little bit, but you figure, okay, if I'm just an average bench player in the uh, Major League Baseball, that's uh, <clears throat> anywhere from a half million to three-quarters of a million dollars a year.
1: Well, okay, yeah, so <clears throat> starting is... If you want to live in your mom higher. and dad's basement,
0: you know, and be a pro, that's great, man. You still <laughs> so probably happened. get to travel. But, you know, not having the international model here like we do for the Olympics, the funding just isn't there for, for these guys and uh, and gales. You know, you've... I mean, I think it's probably those two and uh, Elise that are doing good. I'm sure there's a few that got kind of somewhat of a comfortable, but... Uh, Do you yeah. feel like
1: uh, BMX being in the Olympics has had a good impact? No,
0: none. It's been dog shit. Um, and that's what I think, like without a doubt, is dog shit. It's not even racing you can go to see at a local track. You show up and it's this big, huge production, which that's cool, but who the hell is going to launch their seven-year-old down a 30-foot starting yeah. hill? Yeah. No one. And it's unrealistic. And look how fast some of these kids wipe out in that. Like, oh. uh, I was talking to the one dude, the band, uh, Mike, you're going to have to help me out here. He 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 raced Supercross. He was pro guy. He's out in California. He makes banners and pop-up tents now and stuff. One crash, he's, he's out. He still ain't right. So the risk-reward, I can't see it, you know. Uh, shoot, you'd be better off just to... Find a flipping like trainer job and be a real fast local pro and be a trainer at some twenty four hour fitness
1: gym. Makes sense. Mike, any thoughts? Yeah, I have a lot
2: of thoughts on Bring on, it Mike on that particular, on that particular question. <laughs> I do. Um and the one thing I want to start by saying is that um Based on my criticism earlier, I think that it's easy for the listener to draw the conclusion that I'm against the pros, or I hate pros, I don't think they're worth anything, and that nothing could be further from the truth. Nope. Pro pro BMXers, you know, they were absolutely the, the the. people that we looked up to, the, you know, we idolized the gods, you know, Greg Hill with the, you lose, you know, license plate on the Porsche and, you know, all those kinds of things. And, and then to be, you know, to, to be, to be able to know those guys later, you know, as, as a member of the industry or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a huge thing. And so the, so the, the motivation for them to make, to, to become pros today, uh, it may be different, than it was 10, 20 years ago. It's not the big money for, for sure. So if you're you know if you're thinking that you're gonna join the ranks of the pros and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna the first thing that <laughs> the first double A syndrome I call it, the first thing that they do whenever someone turns pro, man or woman, the first thing they do is that they take their number plate off their bike for practice and they they show up in practice without their uniform on. Those mm. are the best, the very first thing that they they always do. And it couldn't be Worst time to do that, but they, you know, they feel that oh, I'm free now. I I'm a pro. I can I can run my own show and call my own shots. And it's like no, you know, you, you need to you need to now step up your game, not step down the game. And so 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 what I'm saying about that is that the motivation may not be money. And and so you know, whenever you're a professional at something, of course there's a financial aspect to it, but. Um, you know you have an opportunity that is a, that's a unique opportunity to impact the lives of kids that are out there who need who need positive role models sure. they need someone to look up to they need someone to be that you that they can actually approach I mean sure, they can look up to you know like foot footballers or basketballers or anyone like that, but they can't actually walk up and see that person like at next week's race so um, so that's the that's the benefit you know and and having that opportunity being in that p- position to impact kids lives in that way it goes so far beyond money and sure you've got to pay your your bills and you've got to get to the races and stuff like that but what i would say is if you if you as, a, as an upcoming pro make it your thing to be a positive role model for those riders um and make sure that they know you and not for the crazy stuff on Instagram and stuff like that. It's like, there's definitely room for some of that stuff. But, you know, I, I think that there's parents out there who would probably want their kid to choose a, a more positive role, you know, more positive role model. So oh, yeah, um, definitely. Not, not singling out any one rider by any means. You know, there's, we've got a lot of great athletes, incredible athletes, incredible talent on a bike and, and, and well-spoken, you know, and, and so you know, but maybe they just don't look like the person that you would want to hang out with, but you know, delay your judgment on that, you know, as I'm talking to the audience now, not the riders. but I mean, delay your judgment on it because, you know, you're going to have people all the time that, you know, throughout life that, you know, aren't there, you know, you won't want to judge that book by the cover because sure. they're, they're genuinely good people. So, so we've got in BMX, that's the thing that we've got going for us more than any other sport out there is that we've got great people, we've got, we've got um, role model athletes that, that are dedicated and that work super hard, and they are people that you'd want your kids to, you know, to, to be like, kind of. So, so that's really the, you know, the, that's the new, that should be at least the new focus. Not like, oh, you know, I'm going to go and make, make ballers money, but, you know, if you do it right, it could be there. It's just that it's just not going to come to you though. You're not going to be able to sit in the rental car with the air conditioning on and just sort of like <laughs> go up when it's time to go up again. That those days are over. Yeah, you got to so put in the work. The, yeah, you got you got to put in the work, and so and not only not only you know Monday through Thursday, but you got to put in the work you know on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I mean Sunday now. Um, right. So we got to have these pros out at the track because otherwise, maybe people don't care. I mean, there's not going to be a pro class if the riders themselves don't
1: take
0: exactly don't take
2: take
1: so that's my th- that sense to me. i just did like a 10 minute you're all right on that, so sorry about that <laughs> so <laughs> no, we're gonna that's what we're doing tonight
0: i'm gonna rapid fire a few here because this is uh probably the first time we've had that ha- this happen. we've got more questions than we're running one. out of uh space on our uh on our chat here so um i'm trying to get to everybody here i got uh my friend um mike and alita beeman want to say hi oh Uh,
2: awesome mark mark
0: Mark, sorry sorry oh he said tell mike i'm sorry mark my bad uh um mark miss you guys out there there, for sure mark we got to get a little dj action going i'm going to hit you up later damon and i and uh mo have a little thing doing we're going to do with zoom where we're going to dj so get those records out and clean those needles off uh (laughs) and uh then uh there was another question uh, from our T.O. up at Richfield. He just wanted to know, uh, they still going ahead with the headquarters. And as far as I know, they still are. That was all grant money, so they wouldn't be stopping that. But uh, to yeah, your knowledge, yeah. right?
5: Yeah, My I knowledge, yes. And,
2: and actually, they're, they're going forward, forward, I think, in a very bold fashion. Mm-hmm. Because uh, one thing that we haven't reported yet, um, I just didn't report it this week, but I will on Monday. So, so here's scoop.
0: is this breaking news?
2: This is sort of breaking breaking news. It's uh, it's been broken already, but maybe there is some breaking news. Element. We'll just lie and broken. say it's
0: breaking on here.
2: Yes, it was broken outside of BMX. <laughs> so so yes. Okay. As a BMX outlet, this you guys are first to have. So weird. Um, <laughs> so um, Shane Fernandez, who is a guy that they hired from, um, who is part is in Tulsa. He was yeah. part of the sport, the Tulsa Sports Commission, and the construction company, which. I, the name escapes me, but they, they hired him on. I, mm-hmm. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but he is now um, in in a, in a stepped up role, I think, as a chief strategy officer or something like that. Um, so, being in Tulsa, you know, they may be paused right now just because of the COVID thing, but um, I, I, there's no sign whatsoever that they're backing off or throttling back on their you know their dream and their goal to have this up and running.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, and you can still buy your bricks to support the new, uh, building out there. So get over to the USA BMX site and check it out. So we've got a, uh, (laughs) um, we've got a three part question from Charlie who I can't figure out why he just won't come off zoom or uh, unmute himself and ask. (laughs) So Charlie's our, uh, Mike, just so you know, Charlie's our go-to it guy for, uh, all things zoom for the show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, And he's been a lifesaver quite a few times, so thank you, Charlie. Uh, three-part question: um, Is North Bay BMX in Napa, California, the new format for successful BMX racing? Is uh, so? That's the first part. Second question here, or second part of that question: Is Donnie uh, going to settle down with uh, the wife and the baby and continue to blow up? Uh, That because he knows that the answer is yes. And I I would feel there's a lot of us that would echo that also. Or does he know as well as we do that he's likely the only cat in the world to prove that the fastest vet pro on the planet ain't either one of those dudes in the fireworks at the Grands?
2: Okay, so the first part, um, I think that uh, North Bay definitely is uh, a a model. Um, I think that they have a very unique hate when people say very unique but they have a unique uh ecosystem there which is just has just the right you know amount of this and that um but you know so donnie's there you know he he runs an incredible program he's his he is does not he's a non-compromising guy and so some track operators that may have worked with him at usa bmx when he was there um may have found that um shaping like they didn't really appreciate it too much like in telling it like it is but you know I mean he's he knows what he's talking about and and you know the way I look at it is that if all these tracks you know over the years knew how to do beginner programming it wouldn't have taken us 20 you know Donnie and myself it wouldn't have taken 35 years for beginner programming to come into the into the fore people just didn't care about it, you know? And so it's just like, they didn't, they didn't really, I mean, I'm sorry, if that's hard to hear, but it's just really the truth. So, no, it's, yeah. So anyway, you know, as far as North Bay, what they have there is they have league, they have the next step after league, which is called dream team, Donnie Robinson's dream team. And then they have open racing. So it's, it's, it's a three, it's a three step process. And you can't join dream team unless you've been through the league program. So so that's why it's so awesome there. And they have, I think they've got 80 or 90, maybe more, maybe over 100 members of the Dream Team now. And they have wow. team practices on Tuesday nights that are Dream Team only. You know, Some of the moms make the dinner, and then everyone, you know, they do the training, then they sit down and they have a team dinner. And it's a, this is exactly what BMX Racing should be. It's the family experience. It's the place that we go to, you know, to, to be with friends and, You know, at least we did before. We had to not be with friends, Um, and uh, but we'll have that'll be we'll be back on that. Mm -hmm. Of course we will. Um, So yeah, I mean I think that the more that we can make it a family thing and more and less about like making your kid into the next grand champion, um, the more we can do that and have it be a family experience for the fun of it, um, then the local program will be so much better.
0: Nice. So uh, there is more questions flying in. Charlie we... says bingo first off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bingo.
1: you nailed
2: it. Oh, the other thing though, I think that Charlie asked about Adani and Bet Pro. I think, was that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that I don't think, just looking into my crystal ball here, don't have any sort of knowledge about it, but my guess is that he will not, in, under any circumstances, be in Bet Pro.
0: Well, I think we need to start two campaigns <laughs> for, so the, the the Michigan BMX podcast audience and staff we're going to start these campaigns first one is oh, to get man. mike in the hall of fame and look i that's was the said. <laughs> i was the campaign manager for debbie uh oh. and in her crusade to get into the hall of fame so i have story. very little credentials uh but she is in the <laughs> hall of fame and i did a lot of screaming and yelling on so social one media one, then. that's 100 <laughs> percent uh and so mike we got to get mike in the hall of fame and the second one is to get Donnie in the vet pro and uh, so we can see who, who's going to be the fastest T.O. there. Well,
2: probably a better chance of getting Donnie in vet pro than getting me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, I think that I'd love to see Donnie out there, of course. I mean, you know, yeah. I love the guy. I'd love to see him out there mixing it up, but I just don't
0: think
1: He's a little busy at the moment. Well, yeah, I I,
0: I would, I would, uh, I'd love to hear Mike's hall of fame speech. Mm. (laughs) Um, all right. So we're going to take a commercial break from the good people at Kebco BMX. As you see, uh, it is plastered all over the studio. (laughs) And, uh, so they are the company that is the main sponsor of the show. So if you get a chance, head on over to kebco BMX.com, pick up your t-shirt, your hoodie, You know, the beanies, we still got them. We got uh, baseball hats on the way. Get over there. Everything you buy over there supports this right here, uh, along with their BMX team. So we're going to check out the Kebco commercial, and we will be right back. Hey, now that I've got your attention, I want you to look at some cool stuff that Kebco BMX has to offer for you. Just check these out. Some rad T-shirts. That's not your game. We've got plenty of hoodies to offer you. Make sure to get those hoodies. Want to keep your ears warm in these cold months? We've got hats, we've got beanies. Make sure you slide over and check us out at kebcobmx.com and buy two because you're going to like them that much. All right. We want to say thank you to the group at Kebco. And uh, most of our viewers know that's that's myself <laughs> and Jake <laughs> and this young lady here and Jake's wife and everyone that's part of that team and everyone that helps us out. We, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, it keeps us grounded, and it keeps Melissa living and breathing br- uh, BMX from the moment we wake up. And, again, make sure you check them out at Kebco. BMX.com. Again, all the shirts and everything you buy in there. It all comes back to help the podcast show and our team. I'm going to we-
1: suggest that we need to get into like headbands or I think some do rags, something,
0: some do rags. Well,
2: you know, no. if you're doing that, you got to call up the dude, um, Tom Patillo,
0: is in he Nashville? Nashville. Yeah. He's one on feather oh. press,
2: <laughs> one feather press, <laughs> One Feather Press,
0: man. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, uh, he's got press. the best. Okay. He is, uh, yeah, he's on, um, uh, the oh i just drew a blank I'm, this is terrible he Another was the show? yeah the music city podcast show with Mo, uh oh. yep um hang on his name's almost here somebody in the chat thank you rob, rob. <laughs> good lord i just drew a tear thank hey charlie finally came off mute for that uh and also uh can we all just give Colin a happy birthday on the count of three? And you in the chat, on the count of three, just type it in on the count of three. One, two, three. And happy birthday, birthday Colin. Colin. Yeah. Good guy. So do we got a couple more questions? Uh, Yeah. So, Thank
1: um, you. De- de- kind of going back into what BMX is going to look like when this is all over, Uh, Dennis, who's one of the TOs, Uh, our local track out here is kind of wondering what your thoughts are, what your advice might be on the best way to pull new riders into the sport, whether it's TV commercials or more social media, maybe things at local theaters, any, any thoughts or opinions on that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. A lot. And, um, you know, just the fact that, um, like Facebook ads have been the most, the most successful for us for league. Um, Okay. But, the, the the real thing I think after coming out of this that people are gonna want is a is a uh, a cheap night out, you know. So so if you're not gonna if you're not gonna try and, and sign them up for league, which I would strongly recommend, um, if you're not doing that, then you could you could come up with something that is easy and cheap and and doesn't quite go after the you know the wallet with full fangs right off the bat, mm-hmm. um, but just something that that, that people can do barbecue or just make it a family a family event and um and and also promote the fact that your facility i know out there you know especially at richland i mean it's uh, is it richfield right
0: that's yeah Den- dennis runs richfield right. yep. and then yogi, uh, yogi. yep yep oh. yep
1: well i would have yep. referred to him as that had i known no that's all right <laughs> <laughs> no that's my fault not yours <laughs> Yes. So, uh,
2: but there, it's it's a very spread out place there, and so I think one of the things about the BMX track that no that many other sports won't have on us, and we need to promote, is the family atmosphere and the fact that people can spread out and just you can, you know, social distancing is not going away. It's minutes,
1: not. You're one hundred percent. It's going to take correct. a while.
2: You know, so we can use that as a, as a marketing tool to say, you know, hey, we got lots of space out here can set up your easy up or whatever however you want to do it
1: that's a good well, angle
2: yeah it is and so uh, so there's that and then a couple of other things that um that are just more in the community uh, one of the things you're going to see a lot of is the me- local media is going to be thirsting for stories uh,
1: oh that's a really
0: good what point. a great yeah. point i never even thought about that so so start
2: planting those seeds today you know at least getting the contacts and just saying you know hey we want you to know that we're you know we're coming back you know maybe not this this week but i mean sure. when you start to see the the glimmer of hope it's like you know we're coming back the BMX track's been here for gosh some, sometimes 20 30 40 years and people don't even know about it so it's like we've been here for 25 30 years and you know we want to we're coming back and this is the kind of place that's a family atmosphere plenty of room to spread out so Let's do a story, or let's you know, let's welcome you out to the to the track one morning. You know, anything that can be used as a as a way. But I don't think spending a lot of money on TV commercials or
5: yeah. those kinds
2: of things. I think te- I think um, you know, movie theaters are going to be- take a while to come back. Yeah, more money too. Just, people aren't going to be too stoked to be you know cooped Sitting. up on, in a dark <laughs> hall for, for yeah. a couple hours. That's yeah,
0: right.
1: excellent point.
0: And we had uh, Mr. Chris Luna he said open houses and i think that's also and he also echoed your statement on local media and i think the open houses are huge too is it gets yeah. to your point hey you know this isn't going to be expensive uh you know and and you can come check it out and i'm pleading with chris to call in right now so i'm going to put the pressure even out here over the show um all right chris uh that's my number we're going to we're going to see if we can get chris to call in here <laughs> and have him pick his brain he's uh Big uh, big t- uh, BMX guy in the behind the scenes. So,
1: so Yogi said, uh, "Great answers, Mike. Always good to have some foresight of those that have been involved longer than, than he has."
2: Well, I mean, thanks for saying that. But I mean, he's been involved <laughs> huh, so, for a long time, a long, long time as a track operator and a rider. Yes. Like a, a in the mix rider, who's like you know, I, I I get photos of him up front, you know, and uh, so and he can change his own brakes. So from what I've seen, so he rebuild an engine skill.
1: Skill. from like transmission. <laughs> right there, you
0: go. Everything <laughs> so. and his. This is Dennis's day. So I was up <laughs> at Richfield for the last about three and a half years, and um, this guy, he works a se- like a second shift. So he gets out of work about seven a.m. comes mm-hmm. out and. Come out to the track, check things out on his way home, uh, work on the track for a couple hours, go home, take about a three to four hour power nap, then go out and pull a transmission out of a car and then do some work around the house, go hit some laps at the track and then go to work. I don't know how he does it. He's yeah. 67 years old. Oh, and I'm sure he's going to appreciate that. Too. He, I wouldn't <laughs> care. He's still ripped. Yeah. The dude has the biggest triceps in BMX from raking so much. Um, it's nuts. And I'll tell you, there's a that gentleman right there is a, a huge role model. and We're blessed to have him in the state uh, at the capacity he is and doing all he does. He drove up to... So he works last year he works on uh Richfield all week long, and mm-hmm. you know this is the kind of heart he has, and that's why he fits in really well with the you know the Michigan scene here is he goes at, and not only does he uh help with uh you know Richfield from sun up to sundown. He drove up to Can-Am to help out the Can-Am track, get the track ready for their their race, mm-hmm. too. So, Yogi, you're a treasure. We appreciate it. We still got some more questions we're going to get to, but I have on the line with us. Uh, uh, can you hear us now?
6: I can. Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Mike, can you hear Chris? I'm
2: clear. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm awesome. clear. What's up, Chris? Michael,
2: what's up, buddy? Miss you, man. Same here, buddy. So, Hopefully, we'll be seeing you soon.
0: Yeah hopefully so uh chris it's uh really a pleasure to have you join us tonight on the michigan podcast show or the michigan bmx podcast show uh i've uh, been following you for a while i've you know, met you a few times at the races, saw you there. It's probably too chicken shit to say anything. Uh, so <laughs> welcome in. You are a wealth of BMX knowledge, and I know you were chiming in here. Was there anything else you could think of uh, that Mike and I had maybe touched on that could bring in, uh, you know, something to what Dennis had asked, you know, uh, about the tracks, what they could be doing to, you know, do some better marketing?
6: You know, it's something you know with what we're going through now. We've, we've I posted on there as well. You know, we've had we've obviously had some downtime right now, and we're uh, coming up with a lot of ideas. You know, Cody Wilson, that heads up our track department, is
3: just. uh real quick for the listeners and the viewers
0: your um kind of real fast bring us up your background what your involvement is and where you're at within bmx
6: so i started racing in 1986 and uh you know so that that's kind of where i started bmx and now nowadays to present day i'm the national coordinator for usa bmx that's that's what i am Oh, and my my beautiful girlfriend. You have on the screen there. I, I grabbed the first <laughs> picture. I'm sorry, Chris. Ring. I was. I, <laughs> I my uh my daughter's thirteen. She's heavily involved in BMX as well. Um, awesome. Yeah. So it's just kind of uh kind of just in the family. And we love it, and you know, my my dad always said, if you find something you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Uh, amen you know, to that. So, and that's that's how I feel. You know there's a few of us still at the office working away and just trying to plug away. So we're ready to, to get back going once, uh, once this all, you know, passes in a, obviously it's bad right now out there, you know, with every, what everybody's going through and a lot of people in the BMX world that are, you know, in the health health profession or, you know, I'm really thinking about them day in and day out, hoping they're safe.
0: That's what, uh, yeah. this one does right here. She works at U of M and she yeah. goes every day and I get more and more gray hair because of that. Um, <laughs> So she's right there in the front line. Comes home, tells me these insane stories that we're not even hearing on the news. And uh, you know, God bless everyone working in that front line right now, and in the healthcare. So uh, the uh, uh, you guys are still hanging out there at the headquarters, and
1: uh, so um, yeah,
0: two of away. us
6: are there. Like like you know, there's four or five of us that are there. Obviously, you know you know everyone a lot of a lot of our people are, are working from home because you know obviously with social distancing and everything you know we don't we don't need an office full of people you know we just kind of what we're being told to do and stay home if you can and um, do that and we're obviously uh, encouraging everyone to do that but with me you know I go straight from from home to the office and I I'm in my office and you know not we're not around each other we have walls in between us so we just kind of uh working on some new things um an official program and different things you know that we can hopefully roll out once uh once we get started um you know we're trying to reach out to some of the tracks and make sure everybody's safe and doing all right and so that's basically uh, the daily right now it's it's way different it's you know it's a little eerie but um like you guys have said on the show you know we'll, we'll be back and everything will get back to uh the new normal once we get up and going and right now the planning. important thing is making sure everybody's safe and we just all kind of get through this together
1: so on, on behalf of uh, all of us here in Michigan and, and our state series and everything we've got going on, and we've been working so hard, I shouldn't give myself a lot of credit. These guys have <laughs> been working on. But um, it, Charlie's kind of asking, you know, we know certain groups here in Michigan are starving to really help make BMX the most popular post-COVID sport in the land. Uh, any suggestions on how we can help or things that we should be, you know, as a state kind of warming up to or, or starting to address?
6: As far as like how it's going to be, when we get back to try to try to keep the safety with with the COVID. Is that what we're? I, well,
1: I think we're probably up to any suggestions. We're open to everything. Any? Do you need any help? Do you need local tracks doing anything?
6: There's nothing now that I, I think. I think we're at a point right now where I don't know what we can do. I heard I heard Mike say earlier. You know, one of the suggestions we have is you know try to stay engaged with your members you know, as much as you can on social media, uh doing different things do in that avenue, just to try to keep engaged with them. Everybody's out there going through the same thing, but everybody's itching, you know. BMX is in your blood, you know, people that people that are already in it, people that have been in it, it just stays in your blood and, and, you know, it's a good time too to try to introduce it to new people, you know, through social media as well. You know, as as much as we can. But I mean as far as like any help other than that you know basically just not knowing you know we don't know when this is going to end you know everybody keeps having an idea but you know we're checking daily and, and looking at stuff daily in different states just kind of seeing how things are going and uh just basically we're just kind of at a holding pattern but at that same time during the holding pattern we've got to still get in the word to spread the word of bmx and how much it means to all of us out there to not only at our members but people that could possibly become members and learn that we have BMX that we all have absolutely
0: so um Real quick, your uh, your your title was the again. What was that?
6: I'm the national coordinator. All
0: right, so just yeah, just a quick run. National. Okay,
6: I've been many many different different hats in within the company. You know, my first stint with the company was back in 1997, and I was I moved from Texas to uh, to Arizona to uh, be in the membership department. And back then, it was just Brad Hallin and myself in the membership department—a two-man show there. doing that, and then uh, in I went back to college, and then when I came back, I don't even know, in the in the 2000s, somewhere in there, I was actually in the track department as a track director, and then uh, about, I guess about five, four or five years ago, I became the national coordinator and, and head up all things national, so that's basically my history with, with the company.
0: Very nice. Yeah. You're just cruising through some of your pictures on it's your page. Daughter. So I see my yep. daughter there with
6: her uh, gold coat jacket on. Yep. Yeah. yeah, putting <laughs> yeah. putting the name
0: with a face. Uh, Chris, I I re- appreciate you joining. Um, I, we think we got a couple more questions here. Uh, we're gonna throw throw out here for for uh, for everybody to jump in. And uh, I got one. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Chris, so here here I don't know if you can answer this question just uh, on the grounds of, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. What is your over under on our first race back.
6: Can you say? You, take, you care to say? I, I can not at this time. I mean, you know, we have a lot of renditions of different things, different ideas we have, you know, obviously of when we'd like to get started. It just depends on when they release the, you know, with the actual social, with the actual um,
3: yeah.
6: large gatherings. I, I do see probably the, and this is just me talking, just not as a Yeah, champion, BMX fan, not, but, not, um, not USA you know, BMX employee. I, I, I see us getting back to maybe some form of local racing. Before we can actually, ha- you know, go back to the national scene, um, uh, you guys kind of touched on it earlier. Without going too broad into it, you know, what Yogi was asking earlier about do we see the national, st- with the nationals still happening, they've been postponed. Yes, yes. The goal is, you know, that's when they're postponed and not canceled is we would like to fit those in if possible. That just has to do with the fact that when are we going to be able to get started? You know, um, that's just kind of where we're at. But I personally see it going locally before we go nationally because of the, the of the gatherings. And that's just yeah. my personal opinion and you know, that's just kind of the way I see it unfolding. It's just such an unknown. Yes. You know, we just don't know. You know, if they could give us a target date then we can work with that and get this thing going. But um, you know, we're just kind of um just kind of waiting and seeing right now basically. Yeah. We just I can tell you one thing, though, once it is lifted and we're ready to, and it's it's ready to roll out, we're not gonna get caught. You know, caught with our pants down. We're going to be ready. You know, um, we'll be ready to go. Um, you know, make sure we're we're there to support all the tracks and whatever we need to do to make things go. That's what we're going to do. We, we have a dedicated staff. You know, I mean, those that know us. You know, we we, we uh, you know the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, we do it because we love it. And most most people in our company, they grew up racing VMX. So, I mean, we want to get back to it and make sure that everybody has the best product possible.
0: So we got a couple. Uh, we got a co- uh, comment and question uh, for you. First, uh, Mark Beeman and family want to say hi. That you are
6: yeah, I love Mark and Alita. What's up, yep. Mark?
0: <laughs> he states uh, you are the coolest at USA BMX. Congrats! Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's Mark. coming from know, Mark. There's some pretty cool people there, though. Yeah, and also um, you are uh, Mich- Michigan BMX. We love Chris Luna. Um, we we do. Uh, and also I have a question from uh, Ron Walker do you still ride chris
6: you know i i about once a year I'll get at this idea in my head it usually has something <laughs> to do with, the, with something to do with my daughter and then I get this idea in my head that hey i'm going to go out there and do this and uh and do a couple laps and it usually doesn't go very well because <laughs> i was used to winning and doing really well and I have put on, I guess you could say, two or three pounds since that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, to answer that question, I would not call what I do when I do that once a year <laughs> really riding. But every now and then I'll have to just go ahead. And, and I think we're past the point now. I used to want to prove a point to my daughter hey, listen, you're not going to beat me to the first turn, still. I don't know if I can get that done right now. So, this year we might not have, I might have to blame it on the coronavirus. We may not have that outing this year. Uh, <laughs>
1: the excuse is already there.
6: <laughs> I think she's there now at 13. So I, I think I'm probably done, and you know, I just—I uh, the last time I was out, I overrode my abilities and uh, almost had a, a dramatic incident for me and about two other riders on the first jump. Uh, so, I've uh, seen others
1: do that. Yeah. You're
6: not alone. I'm in, just going to go in, and continue to help run the r- events, probably.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you guys, hang tight. Uh, we got one more uh, sponsor to take care of uh mike this was we were talking earlier about heavy pedals we got to take care of my friend chuck uh we're gonna come right back you guys got some more questions let's get them in there we'll probably be wrapping up here in the next uh about 15 minutes with chris and mike and everybody that's joining us we will be right back after this quick commercial break heavy pedals bmx zine voted number one bmx zine in the world by michigan bmx podcast show viewers and listeners Get your copy now. Heavy Pedals is sold locally at Solen Bicycles, Ray's MTB, Reggie's Bike Shop, and globally at HeavyPedals.com. Make sure you get over to our Facebook page, give us a like and a share, and while you're at it, head on over to
3: our Instagram page at Heavy Pedals BMX.
6: you guys I was like, that was cool yes.
0: that's how we roll <laughs> and we're back uh, thank you guys for joining everyone that's still hanging out with us tonight on this Friday Night Live edition of Ripping in the Mitten the BMX podcast show We appreciate everybody coming in Mike Carruth and we've had Bobby Motomag on tonight And uh, now we have Chris Luna joining us It's been an action-packed show this evening I do have a question for Chris And we have another question for Chris coming in from the chat
1: uh, Chris, Craig is wondering if, uh, in your opinion uh, Maybe this will be hard to get to But um, is the Grand still considered a Thanksgiving event for 2020? Are we still counting on that to occur? Yes, yes Good I'd like to hear that. I can answer that. Justin wants to hear that. Oh, yeah. So ahead,
0: I ahead. I have uh, in my previous job never been able to go to the, you know, ABA USA BMX Grands. And I uh, was recently offered a new, car- new job, new career where I have unlimited time off. I can work remote and uh, make a little more than I was making at my previous job.
1: So Greg, and I Greg, jumped on it. Exactly. Well, and, and Craig's point is he's thinking, you know, buying a plane ticket might be oh, a little shoot. bit. Shoot, I didn't nowadays. even think. <laughs>
0: Craig, that is brilliant because, man, you could. Uh, boy, it's a little gamble, kind of but it's a up. cheap gamble. Hey, it's a, you know. Put a little insurance What do you think? What do you think, Mike?
2: I think go for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was just about to punch that up as, as Chris was answering, see what they're talking about. Uh, MDW to TUL. We're talking yeah,
6: it's, it's it's cheap right now guys. I mean, we we were talking about that at the office about all of our staff were like, "You know what? <laughs> you know, right now is the time to buy, you know, grand's tickets and different things like that because it was so cheap. Somebody said that the other day there was like a, under $100 for round trip. To, oh, I believe that. No, yeah. I, I haven't looked it up to, to verify to, it, but somebody said it's cheap. <laughs> to
0: Hawaii round trip, I looked this up today cuz I was trying to convince my uh, the owner of the company I work for to send us all out there for a retreat, $300 round trip.
1: Craig says 352 from, I'm assuming, Michigan to yeah. Tulsa. Well, we could go
0: Sorry, to Hawaii, correct? That,
2: that sounds on higher Southwest, than I expected. Wait, what's my got? You can't, Southwest, you can't book beyond October 30th.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, Detroit to Tulsa.
0: Detroit, 352. okay. Check Flint. No, don't what check Flint. I don't think Flint will be around after the coronavirus is done.
1: <laughs> You're
0: terrible. Yeah, they keep reelecting. Never mind. I don't want to go off on that tangent.
1: Uh, a little shout out to Mike uh, from one of our listeners, Justin Giles. He says Michael Caruth is one of oh. the best guys we met since we've been in the sport. My awesome. son was in the first beginner league. He does so much for BMX.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, he, definitely. Uh, they were, you know. Shout out to those guys, Sprocket Kings. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was to say hashtag yeah, Sprocket Kings. That's most part of uh, the oh, local scene okay. there.
0: Yeah, that's Mo Collins. Yeah. That's his nice. the team. Well, him and Lindsay are on that one. And, we, uh, yeah, Moe's a good dude His wife took a bunch of pictures at the Gold Cup and Up at the indoor, she did a really nice job
1: I had something that you I was going to ask about um, Oh, we were kind of talking about uh, Pros turning trainer And Jeff Shod had put out a question about Question slash comment oh, yeah. about uh, Jared The Becker. local fast guy, Jared Becker Operating his own training facility in Phoenix And he now trains team KTM riders mm-hmm. Any thoughts on seeing that? Moving forward
0: Pros going to training. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got any thoughts on that, Chris, Mike? I see. I you know we've had others besides Jared Becker that's done that, I know.
2: And Fallon, you know, is. Yes. Is a, is a, is doing a really good job in Albuquerque. And, um, you know, uh, Jake Stefanich was. And I think that he moved to somewhere else, North Carolina or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll get, be getting set back up. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Chris, you know, in the Phoenix area, you know, what's going on out there, those guys.
6: You know the, the Becker ones, what sticks out to me. You know Jared, Jared. You know was obviously BMX this and that, but now his his gig KTM's. I think I think he deals with all the West Coast. Maybe don't quote me, but or, but I think he does West Coast uh, riders for the KTM. I'm not really positive on that, but I know that's we all at the office follow Supercross, as you can imagine. You know mm-hmm. pretty pretty religiously, and you know Becker having a spot there has been really really cool to watch and hear about. Um, and the other ones that, that Mike just named. You know, obviously Kent is is an amazing trainer that. Has done a lot of stuff with the weightlifting side of things and different different a- avenues as well, but I'm not really really sure on the other ones.
0: So here's a little funny uh, or a little interesting tidbit: uh, Jared rode for Kebco when he turned up, and so did Franny. So the,
1: oh, I've heard that. Yeah.
0: So uh, there's a little little connection there, and uh, J- Jared's always been a, a really good guy. And when he was here in Michigan, he you know, he turned up, and uh, me and another guy were we were running the team and we uh went to him and told him and Franny she had just turned up that uh they're going to ride for us and the story goes uh my friend uh Greg said hey how much money you got on you I said what excuse me he's like you DJ'd over the weekend how much cash you got on you I was like I don't know 400 bucks He's like, go give it to Jared. We're going to sign him to the team. I'll get it back to you sometime. And what's funny is I'm like, okay. And then I went over, and that was how we signed Jared and
1: Franny to, to Kevco way back in the day. Well, now you just put out that you pay your players. So well, that was calm. also when,
0: you know, <laughs> you know that, by today's standard, 400 bucks, you probably could sign yourself an Elite Pro well, with that, that. That's probably true. <laughs> anyway, um, so we got anything else flying around in the uh, – uh,
1: Well, there's a little chatter going on about uh, the use of drones has USA BMX used drones for race coverage or there's their regular regulations, excuse me, that prevent them from doing so?
6: You know, we, uh, have, Mike may remember this, but we had a drone. I mean, we, we did. Um, I wouldn't say that, uh, we probably should have been flying that drone, <laughs> off. but, uh, it didn't last long. It, it, uh, it's in a box now kind of broken. We do have a few people that use drones. Uh, panucci's really really good with the drone we have a couple yeah, of people that are certified yeah. that do use them and uh, in, a, in a, that we get, get the footage from but as far as like just somebody having a drone and fly it over the track you'll always hear the announcer you know looking for them and, and calling them out and, and getting them away from the track area because of the safety reason
0: sure that makes sense so yeah. uh are you guys uh there at the headquarters i know you guys got your your podcast show your live stream show like we do uh you want to plug that
6: uh basically well i mean well basically in the finish line is the one gmo does with grendel uh that that's one they do every few races you know to kind of break the action um i would love to plug it but i have no idea where gmo even no clue no (laughs) we'll see if we can
0: we can look it up real quick for you but uh, I, i i enjoy watching it um you know, Mike's podcasts. Uh I used to dial in on my phone and listen to them. And, you know, the guys that rail the berm BMX and their blood, they're really a lot of, and and the fro at the finish line, a lot of the, the motivation behind starting this, the, the Michigan BMX podcast show. So if you, you know, see GMO or any of the guys, Grindle, you know, give them a tip of the hat for us here from uh the crew here at Michigan BMX podcast show, because they're definitely some motivation to get us, you know up and doing our own show here at Michigan and we're like you know what we're not going to talk about it we're going to do it and it's going to be our uh, soundboard for helping get the tracks all together here in Michigan and spread the news spread the information and uh you know when we have opportunities to bring on you know really big guests like you yourselves it uh, it makes us really uh feel special and uh acknowledge that our our hard work is paying off and we really appreciate you guys joining us
6: I like the positivity of the show. I think you guys are doing a great job, and you know I just like the the, the fact that that you guys keep it so positive. That, that's what I'm really, really enjoying about it.
1: Oh, thank
0: you. Yeah, well, that's the at the core of it. It was a it was a spitball idea by Mr. Salisbury and I driving into work, and it came to fruition by Mr. Chris Beer. Uh, He he he's over. I recently took the TO job at Waterford, so I'm sure we'll be talking soon. And he kept pushing me and pushing me because he's been there for a while to do this, and Charlie did too. And here we are, and you know we really work together. And the the tracks are working together here in Michigan because we've got another peninsula that we're going after that we want to get our numbers up to those numbers and surpass them.
6: I'm going to go on record too and say I'm a big Charlie. And Tracy. Grace, right? <laughs> you gotta Aww. be, man. They're great people. Yeah. I may be able to get him unmuted and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I'll tell you,
0: he convinced, uh, well, we pitched him this idea with the show and, uh, tons of support. I tried to run the thing off my poor MacBook air and it wasn't holding up. And people were emailing me, texting me, sending equipment to us for this thing. And we convinced him to let us do, uh, a a, a remote show from their track and we broke all the equipment down we set it up and they didn't they never hesitated like bring it in just bring it in go for it and go try it and we really appreciate it and we're going to be uh once this the dust all settles we're taking that uh portable show portable rig here and we're going to be doing post shows at all of our state races so you'll see this show at the state races
5: all That'll That'll right, awesome. man. Hey, no, Only because you called me out. Though. There he is. <laughs> About time we got
0: you. <laughs> I, think, I was I stalling for up, you, guys. Charlie. I was stalling. I knew oh, I you were know. coming I've in. Been
5: I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy. I've been rocking. I got the headphones in, and it's pretty neat You've... being on this side of the mixing board. I'll tell you what. Just listening. How's the guys, how's the rum,
0: how's the rum tasting?
5: Oh, I don't know. I haven't. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's what (laughs) I thought. Okay. (laughs) No, of course we went to the meat market like everybody else, you know, we got the freezer full. So we went and got a bunch of fresh meat and I'm making jerky for the first time, dude. That's what I've been up to the last couple hours is prepping my jerky cure. And this weekend I'm just going to jerky smoke all weekend and just excited for that. Something to keep you all busy. Right. Luna. (laughs) It's so good to hear from you. I think the last time I talked to you on the phone, I was pulling into the driveway and I called you and, uh, there wasn't many words but it was a very special moment dude we, when i saw you at grand i was remember? just blown away buddy
6: we had each other's shirts
5: on it just happened to be
6: random we i you know we had, yeah, had, a, we had, a, had shirts we would given each other on that day it was awesome on the FaceTime. i tell you what too you is remember? i don't know if you guys are aware you know we actually got got the dirt hawk in the rotation in virginia we, we yes took the dirt hawk, our build team right. took, oh to, he's the dirt so stoked
5: hawk. for that man he's so to excited for that. that he loves that thing yeah jump on with Lance, and he's going to do a tour, you know, as soon as things break here. I know him and Lance uh, have some tracks lined up here in the Midwest, um, Hawk with fly down and uh, ride down, whatever, and uh, join that, that crew. Weird. He just loves digging, you know, I just love the whole atmosphere. You guys, you guys have done such a fantastic job, USA BMX, and, you know, you get it on the chin. I told Cody yesterday, you guys get it on the chin more than anybody I think I've ever been around except our president, which, you know, is funny or not, but it's the truth. You guys take nothing but slack yet yeah you got the iron chin and you're always always powering forward nose to the wind and pushing through and uh we're all blessed to have you guys so anyone has anything bad to say about you usa bmx uh you're you're on the wrong side of the uh, wrong side of the, the coin here kids because uh they're what we've got they're keeping it alive and uh we're just blessed to have usa bmx and you know what i know you guys are talking we've been talking to connie kind of from an outside point of view like you chris she doesn't want to share too much information right now because obviously everything's up in the air but we're just we're just so confident you guys are gonna make a plan if this then that if that not that then this and we will figure it out when time comes and uh michigan michigan's on the rise and this this podcast right here is a huge platform getting more and more people and we all know that the secret is getting the word out outside of our our world of the vmx world and we need to recruit kids you know there's a lot of kids millions of kids are missing spring and summer sports right now and they're all going to be looking for something to do the day this breaks we can start that day that minute the government governor says we can ride guess what every VMX riding track in the united states is wide open let's go let's ride you know mike mike's touching on i asked earlier about the napa track and all that and i love the idea of beginner tracks the beginner only tracks you know we want to make a balance for everybody so it's fun to come to Yeah, everybody can ride it why don't we make beginner tracks let's have beginner tracks pop up all. oh over the my place. god can build one in a day we, with the right people we didn't get even get to that mike and someone that can run it and some dirt make a beginner track start a beginner league bam let's pop these things up there's opportunity <laughs> here that we've been you know we've been hoping for praying for and it's a horrible horrible situation but there is opportunity here to get the, get the word out and not only to benefit us, but to benefit every kid that wishes he was on a soccer field on a, on a track right now, um, hitting balls in the cage, getting ready for baseball, you know, all these summer, spring sports, you know, early season football, all these things, a lot of kids are looking for something to do. And BMX is one of the few that can start on the day, the minute that everything fires back up.
0: That's a, that's a great point. Um, but I got to ask, uh, are you uh, Mike? Would you be willing to jump back on a future show and kind of talk about uh, the plan that you have for beginner tracks? Would you Would you like to jump back and join us oh, again? Oh
2: yeah, yeah, anytime. That, awesome. That's, a, that's something I could talk about all day, every day. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, you wanna you be willing to jump back with us and join us for a show?
6: Hundred percent. Let me God. know, and I'll be there.
0: Awesome. I, I appreciate it, you guys. It is ten o'clock. Uh, we uh, we are going to sign off for the evening. But first and foremost, um, look, you, you, I got to tell you guys, thank you so much. Uh, Bobby Motomag, always, thanks for bringing the comic relief into the show. Uh, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate uh, the followers, everybody joining us, uh, joining us on Facebook, Twitch, Inst- uh, YouTube, and, and, and Facebook and everything. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Mike Carruth, for coming on the show so much. I uh, really, thank you, really guys. appreciate that. And uh, Chris, Luna, uh, can't say enough. Thank you for uh, jumping in here last minute. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Melissa, uh, what do you have for him?
1: Uh, I just uh, thank you, guys. This has been great. I, for somebody who doesn't know much about the sport, it, it's you guys make it easy to listen. And we appreciate you following along with our listeners. And thank you guys for all the questions. Um, it's been great to keep the conversation going thank,
0: thank you.
2: you Melissa stay safe out there and what you're doing I will Thanks thank so much you very for much doing
1: it. I appreciate that Exactly. thank you Melissa thank you
0: all right and uh, you guys if you got more questions feel free to keep them coming in there they'll still be in the chat and uh, we'll be checking it you know uh, throughout the rest of the evening and tomorrow we'll get back you know if anything you didn't see again thank you guys appreciate you joining you guys stay safe and stay healthy
1: and stay home <laughs>
0: stay home. <laughs>
1: Please, if you do anything else, stay home.